Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here again and welcome to my Show Me the Science podcast. Now, get this. I always start like that, don't I? I hope you're enjoying my introductory remarks, which are similar between them, but I always pick something that gets me going. Uh, This one, literally, I think it was yesterday I came across this, and it's a bunch of scientists are predicting the likelihood of us finding alien civilizations. Now, we love this as a topic, don't we? And we've covered this in different ways over different podcasts. But we all love those movies, don't we, about aliens. And for a long time now, astronomers and scientists have been trying to get evidence that there is life out there, you know, somewhere in the cosmos. And these two scientists, as I'd explain, have predicted, get this, there's evidence, possibly, for 36 civilizations in the Milky Way. Now, what they're saying is there's 36 planets out there somewhere that will have life on them, and the life would have advanced sufficiently to communicate with us, ultimately, shall we say. So aliens, not like microbes, you know, kind of read alien life, possibly, on 36 different planets. Now... I've read this and I'm thinking, how can they know this? You know, it's a bit speculative and I'll come back to that, I guess, as I give you the evidence for this. But uh, but still, it's got published in a very eminent journal, the Astro- Astrophysical Journal. Now, that wouldn't be one that I would read too often. I'm not an astronomer necessarily, but I keep an eye on this. But it's a very eminent journal, so there's something in this that maybe there are 36 civilizations out there in the Milky Way alone. Now, this wouldn't include all the other galaxies that are out there. There could be thousands and thousands of civilizations out there. But still, this study is the first credible attempt to predict will there be alien life out there. Now, why are we so obsessed with this? And I certainly am. And I have to mention my favourite science fiction movie yet again, 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's such a... I saw it again, actually, about a month ago. Open the pod bay doors, now. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. I watch it every so often. That's a very interesting movie. Arthur C. Clarke wrote the script and Stanley Kubrick, of course, was a great director. That was about aliens coming to us, remember, where alien life arrives on Earth four million years ago, leaves this strange structure that sends out a signal that affects our species and we begin to evolve, influenced by alien life. What a fantastic idea that was. Uh, Really novel idea at the time, actually. Other science fiction would be us finding aliens as we go into space. That was aliens more coming to us, of course. There are other examples of that as well. But it's a great movie that illustrates that kind of notion. And we're all wondering, is there life out there? If we do find evidence for life on a different planet, that will have a massive effect on us in terms of we think we're unique, don't we? And yet that will show we're not unique. What would it mean for creation in the broadest sense of the word if we do find alien life out there somewhere there's all kind of philosophical questions about this as well so it's something that absolutely fascinates us doesn't it and and the reason for the upsurge in interest if there, if even though it's been there for a while is this notion of exoplanets and again, I might have touched on this before, but there's huge evidence now, and, and it's compelling evidence, that there are planets out there going around suns, like our own sun stars, that could harbour life. Uh, these planets are in what are called uh, the Goldilocks zone. So in other words, they're not too hot, not too cold. They're just right for life to evolve, they think, studying these exoplanets. And there may be billions of them. Now, the current guess is... They've detected lots of them, of course, but there's predictions out there saying there could be an awful lot of exoplanets like the Earth. So it's not too uh, wild then to say, look, over time, life could evolve just like it did on Earth if the conditions were right. It becomes a bit of a statistic, I think, in a numbers game to make sure conditions are just right for life to evolve. And, and by the way, on Earth, we do have a very unique set of circumstances which have made scientists wonder, is life on Earth unique? And there's a case for that to some extent. But this line of reasoning would say, no, there would be exoplanets out 
out there that may well harbour life. Now, the study that's that's saying that 36 civilizations have used a thing called the Drake Equation. In 1961, a scientist called Frank Drake came up with a series of criteria that needed to be met for a planet to harbour intelligent life, you see. And lots of sort of terms in the equation were unknown. The discovery of exoplanets have made that equation more robust, I guess, and that's what's happened in a sense. The information that we're getting on exoplanets allows a mathematical prediction based on assumptions to predict this kind of thing. So the Drake equation was used by these astronomers to predict 36 civilizations may exist out there. Now, the other thing to say is, before I give you the evidence for this, which which is a bit circumstantial, it must be said, uh, there's been a huge effort for a long time to try and detect extraterrestrial life, a thing called SETI. Now, SETI is a is sort of a, a scientific program, if you will, or project, uh, which has been searching for extraterrestrial intelligence. And the notion of, of trying to detect it by, send, say, using telescopes, say, or whatever it might be, has been around for quite a while. And in fact, here's another thing. Uh, Tesla, who's a very famous uh, scientist, engineer through history, you've probably all heard of Tesla, he was very important for the invention of alter- alternating current and electricity generation. He was a pioneering inventor that allows us to have electrical power, really. He had speculated on this. And by the way, there's a good movie called Tesla out of the moment, which I saw recently. And by the way, Irish interest Eve Hewson is in that movie as well. She plays kind of a a friend of Tesla's, I suppose, but it's a movie worth seeing. But he speculated actually early on that you would detect signals from space that would be indicative of extraterrestrial life mainly using radio waves. And of course, that's a big thing that what SETI is trying to do, is trying to detect these radio waves. He claimed, Tesla, that he detected signals coming from Mars. He set up a kind of a special detection system in Colorado, and he said, oh, I'm picking up signals from Mars. And then we got it badly wrong. There is no life on Mars, as far as we know. Uh, but still, Tesla wondered where there are signals coming from Mars that, that there'd be evidence of life on Mars. So it begins with Tesla in some ways. And ever since that, they've been trying to detect mainly radio waves. Because, of course, the detection of radio waves from a planetary source would be evidence of extraterrestrial life because life evolves, becomes so intelligent it can make radio transmitters like we did on Earth, and that radio signal then can be detected. And then the SETI program is trying to detect radio waves from space and it's been going on for a long time and guess what they haven't found it yet and every year uh, the SETI scientists release their latest report and year on year it says nothing to see here it must be a very depressing thing year after year but scientists are often dogged and keep going for years and years but they, they keep saying no we haven't detected anything yet but that doesn't stop them from trying you see and they're still, they're still putting a huge amount of effort into it and that's been going on in the US in the Soviet era uh, Soviet scientists were trying to detect evidence of signals from space as well and the current programs I love the names of them one is called the Billion Channel Extraterrestrial Assay now they've got a billion channels open on these devices trying to pick up these signals. It's the Allen Telescope Array in Berkeley is another one that's trying to detect these signals. And then a great name, a thing called Serendip. You can't beat scientists for trying to make a joke that always backfires. But Serendip stands for the Search for Extraterrestrial Radio Emissions from Nearby Developed Intelligent Civilizations, right? And that is a strange name because they will find that Serendip's populations is what the P stands for, actually. So in other words, they may detect it using all these different things. And then another one, 
is called Breakthrough Listen. Uh, they raised $100 million in finance in 2015 to equip this uh, sort of facility to see if they can detect extra, extraterrestrial life. And it's called Breakthrough Listen. They're hoping, of course, that they will detect this, you know, and then there'll be a massive breakthrough if they do. The Breakthrough Listen, by the way, uh, also involves Australia. And there's a massive telescope in a place called Parks in Australia. And I visited Parks uh, about four years ago. It was in this movie, The Dish. The third movie I've mentioned that I love. That's to do with science, I guess. And The Dish was all about the Parks taking signals from the moon landing and transmitting them to America. And Australia played a key role in sending those images of Neil Armstrong on the moon. And it's about the worry if it broke down, then the world wouldn't have got those images. So Parks was used for that. But still, the Parks facility is now involved in Breakthrough Listen, trying to detect these mainly radio waves. They're also trying to detect microwaves and various other signs of intelligent life, I guess, that might be detectable. And the last thing to say before I give you the evidence of the 36, uh, there's a thing called SETI at Home. Now, at is like you have in your email address. Everyone can participate. If you're listening and you want to try to help, go to SETI at home or search for it. And you can, you can, you can search yourself for signals from space, I suppose. This is like citizen science again, the notion that we're all trying to help in the search for extraterrestrial life. So, so this is all going on in the background, by the way. And Drake himself, the guy I mentioned earlier, was involved in this search, you see. And he came up with this equation that might involve detecting radio waves as part of the effort, I guess. But they've used the Drake equation now to say there could be evidence for 36 civilizations. Now, it's based on all these different assumptions. Uh, one is uh, comparing life on Earth to what might happen elsewhere. It took 4.5 billion years, you see, for life to evolve on Earth. That's a long time, isn't it? So they use time as a factor, like how, how planets in terms of stars and so on. How long has that planet been there kind of thing, trying to calculate that. A lot of time is needed for the randomness of this to happen. That's one thing. And then you're going to have to have radio waves being emitted uh, like on Earth for at least 100 years. We've had radio waves for over 100 years now. And they use timing of that as well as a factor. Um, now, the closest one, if it is there at all, because remember it is based on, on these assumptions, is 2,000 light years away. That means if it did send out a radio signal into space, it would take 4,000 years for that signal to hit us. And that gives you some of the challenge. Maybe they sent the signal out before we evolved. And then that civilization died off, say, for example. Or maybe that signal won't arrive here for tens of thousands of years, you see. So timing again is a key factor in this that makes it all very, very difficult, you see. Uh, but imagine if we do detect it, and all this work that's going on suggests we might. And that prediction then has kind of galvanised the effort in a way it's caused a lot of excitement, which is why I came across it. And imagine if we do find extraterrestrial life. And I'll go back to the uh, 2001 movie, remember, what triggers that, the idea in that, in that storyline was they find this thing on the moon sending out a signal, remember. They go to the moon, they dig it out, and they find it was put on the moon four million years ago. So aliens came to Earth four million years ago, stuck this, what they call a plinth in the movie, into the moon, and that sends out the signal, you see. And then there's a great scene when the guy goes, you've certainly found something interesting here. He says, four million years this is put there, you know. So it's an incredible idea in a sense, isn't it? Who knows, we might find a plinth on Earth. Like, will the aliens have been here, basically, and left something behind for us to detect? And that will give us evidence of extraterrestrial life as well. That might be another approach that might be taken. But certainly at the moment, big effort 
still going on trying to detect signals from outer space that will be evidence for extraterrestrial life. And who knows, it might happen. If it does happen, I'll tell you what, I'll do a podcast on that. I'll try and interview the aliens. How about that, if we can actually detect them? So I'm going to keep a very close eye to see if evidence does emerge for extraterrestrial life. So there you have it. 36 possibilities, the science of alien civilizations. And as ever, thanks very much for listening. And of course, my podcast is available every Thursday for download, wherever you download your podcasts, maybe from outer space. And it's a News Talk production. All the very best.